Hey, it's time for Geekiest Show Ever, number 23. Yep, I know. You guys thought we disappeared. We went on hiatus. We didn't. We're here, guy. Yeah, I know. We're here. David, you're there. I'm there. We we made it. We're still here. You know, it's it was just over the holidays. There was some big changes in uh, my life. Uh, David, you were traveling a lot. Um, yep. Guy had a lobotomy, so you know it, it just. No, the lobotomy was about ten years ago. We oh. only just noticed. That's right. Well, the pick I... came out the other side finally. Yeah, the so, sad thing it's like is passing never... a stone. <laughs> Called my brain. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, yeah, we're here. We're still doing Geeky Show Ever, and uh, we're just going to ramble tonight. We don't have any clear-cut no, direction, but, you know, sometimes that's the way the best shows are created, when it's yeah. just a natural ebb and that. flow. Let's yeah. go with that. And well, let's, let the, let's let the listeners be a judge. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they'll let us know, too, I'm sure. Yeah. So anyway. if uh, you guys want to get a hold of us, it's feedback. At MyMac.com. We'd love to hear from you what you think of the show, uh, a couple topics you'd like us to talk about, and hey, if uh, you're available and you want to come on the show one day, yeah, we don't want you to come on because, you know, no. you'd, you'd probably be a lot smarter than we would on the subject, and we'd look stupid, and David cries really easy. I, I yeah. do. It's, it's, it's a real problem. Don't, 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 I'm starting to get upset about it now. Don't be a hater. Don't so, a hater. so let's uh, pimp the shows that we're on. You guys are still doing... The MyMac.com podcast. Yes, we are. we are. So how's it going? I mean, uh, I'm not there anymore, although I guessed on uh, one episode, but uh, it's it's both of you guys doing the, the MyMac.com podcast. How's it going? It's, it's living well. life. Yeah, it's living life on the edge, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> living on the edge! <laughs> I think, I think we're, we're just kind of clinging on by our fingernails at the moment. You guys will be I, at the I, Macro I think Expo. I think Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be yeah. on uh, Thursday, 4.30 to 5.30 on the main stage over in the uh, North Hall. You know, should we record a Geekiest Show ever in San Francisco? Definitely. Because if we have time. I, I, mean, I will also be there. Be, yeah, there's going to be, like, so much. And, you know, part of the problem, especially talking about Macworld Expo, is that, you know, they're cutting a day out of it. So it's only three days instead of Yeah, but where, what day are you arriving me? I'm, I'm getting there on Tuesday. On Tuesday, so am I. I mean, uh, David. Oh, I'm there the, the weekend before. Oh, yeah. See, so we're okay, going to have time. I mean, like yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday, we could sit down for an hour and do a Geekier show. Yeah. And we could even why record it on an iPhone. Why don't we plan on uh, on doing a GSE Tuesday night? Cool. We, we could actually yeah. record it while we're at, like, dinner or something. Just make it really weird. Well, I'm looking at the calendar right now, and uh, that is the week that we're supposed to do the next Geekier show. So, you know, yeah. we, we missed quite night. a few episodes and I, I don't want to really do that again. Yeah. Wednesday night we have the smile on my Mac party. Yep. And we don't need to Thursday. go on the whole thing, guy. Okay. Suffi suffice okay. it to say that we're, we're going to do a geekiest show ever from San Francisco. It'll be fun. Yeah, and yeah. it'll be uh, the first geekiest show that we've done all together at the same time. Yeah. Live. And of course, so you guys are doing the MyMac stuff. I'm going to be doing the OWC radio stuff at the Macworld Expo, and that ought to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who don't listen to the MyMac show and has, have only been listening to the geekiest show ever, shame, um, on shame on you for one. And uh, number two, I am on a brand new podcast called OWC Radio. You can find it at, surprisingly radio. enough, OWCRadio.com. And uh, it's fun. It's a little different because I host it by myself, um, kind of like I'm doing right now and not letting these two guys talk. Yeah. But um, but for yeah. us, for David and me and Guy, Geekiest Show Ever is our self-indulgent hour. Or so. Or so. 
But I mean, this is this show doesn't have a central focus because it's it's all about what we want to talk about. Yeah. Right. So what do we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to tell you guys something, and okay. then we thought, let's just start recording it. Hold on, caffeinated beverage drink. Fill it. Feed the power. Uh, fill the hole. Okay. So. And it's yellow. I was. Uh, perusing eBay as I like to do maybe once every two or three weeks. And I had yeah. a little extra money in my PayPal account, which, <sighs> you know. That's a dangerous thing. It is. You're like, oh, I got this 50 bucks in PayPal. and Let's, let's jump. Because I use a specific PayPal account with eBay. Right. So I'm looking and I'm looking in DVDs and movies and video games. And uh, I come across the director's cut of The Watchmen in Blu-ray. That also includes the two PS3 video games that were $15 each uh, on two separate discs. And wow. I won it for 12 bucks. <laughs> well, now well, how were the how were Was the that brand new? Was somebody selling it? Somebody was, was it, selling was it, it, but it, it they never played the games. They watched the movie twice, they said, in the description. And I looked at the disc. It looks brand new. Uh, and they both load up fine. Uh, it, it looked like a brand new package, practically. Um, oh. So, I mean, that's... And uh, I think it was only like three bucks shipping, so basically fifteen bucks—the price so, uh, of one of the games. How much did that cost new? Oh, it was like seventy, seventy-five bucks. I mean, it wasn't cheap. I think it's probably cheaper now because the demand obviously has gone way down. But I mean, it wasn't cheap because you're getting two full-length PS3 video games, which are just third-person beat 'em up games. So yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to understand. The person you bought it from, what what their mindset was? Why would you go out and buy seventy? Spend Could have been a gift. Well, I guess so. Seventy five dollars on a special edition, and then watch it twice and then sell it. Yeah, I yeah. But well, twelve dollars—that's a hell of a deal. I know. That's why I thought. Well, yeah, even if the guy, if if it's a jip, if you know they're scratched up or it's not really the special edition or what have you, um, or if he slips a the regular DVD copy in, uh, it's still twelve bucks. I'm, what am I going to lose? Yeah. Uh, but, but no, you already it's. Have it. You have that on Blu-ray, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I, I wanted to get it on Blu-ray, but I this is the version I wanted because I knew it had the two PS3 video games, right. and I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to spend the money, I might as well get a couple video games out of the deal, even if no. I don't play them right away. No. So, <laughs> so you haven't actually played the games yet? Uh, no, I played the demos of the games. Yeah. Uh, of both of them, and I mean they're they look really nice and they control well, but I mean they're kind of generic beat 'em up games. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's nothing really special about them, but they're not boring by the, any stretch of the imagination. And so on the Blu-ray version of the of of the of the movie. Yep. So what what do you get? What do you get over and above the DVD version? A much better qu- quality picture. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I haven't watched the whole thing. I just popped it in, was, and and all oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched about it. the extras. You know, I, I haven't gone through any of the extras yet. Um, but it's the director's cut, so it's like three and a half hours long. Wow, um, what did they what did they add? Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that wasn't. I've seen the director's cut. I just didn't have the Blu-ray version. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff, especially with uh, the bad guy. Which they pretty much cut almost all his stuff out of the theatrical version of the movie, but in the director's cut, you see a lot more of his history, and it's just it, it feels more closer to the graphic novel than what you saw in theaters. Right. Um, so that's interesting. Do you think they would? Do you think they would have been better doing a longer cut in the in the first run? No. In the, in the no. no. 
That was, you yeah. know, I mean, you can get people to go to a, to go to see a, a three-hour version of something like, you know, Lord of the Rings, but I I, I think that there was there was no way that they were going to get their their tog- target audience with a three and a half hour movie in a theater. I agree. There was just people don't want to sit in a theater for that long. I mean, Avatar was what almost three and a half hours. Uh, yeah. No, it was two, two, was it two and a half hours. I thought it was yeah, something like that. It, it was long though. When that movie ended, I was ready to get up and go. Um, yeah. Any, I think anything over three hours, it's just you, you too long. You got to put a break in there. But you know, I hate breaks in movies. They used to do that yeah. quite often in the seventies and the eighties, and I hated them. Well, they you're right in the middle that, of a movie, and oh, here it's intermission now. What? They do that in Europe quite a bit, or at least they used to. They used to. They don't. They don't do it anymore. Yeah, they used to have somebody come out with like snacks. Yeah, with a, with a tray of snacks. That used yeah. to be the only reason they did it was so that they could sell you more stuff. Whereas you Americans have always taken the view was just sell you all the stuff up front and you buy right. a gallon of drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and and four hundred weight. Of, yeah, four hundred weight of popcorn. Bucket. Are you uh, kidding? You need a separate seat for. Yeah, and uh, and then you kind of munch your way through it. But yeah. I have been I've been stuck in an American movie theater where I've gone too fast on the drink, and it's yeah. three quarters of the way through the movie, and I'm about, I'm about to rupture my bladder. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and I'm thinking this is just I'm not enjoying myself. That, that's yet. because you're you're a lightweight. You can't handle <laughs> what the true America. This is the country, dude, you can't where, the where instead of saying, you know, I want a few pieces of chicken for dinner, we get a freaking bucket. And I, right. I, we want a when, trough of uh, mashed potatoes and a bucket of chicken. That's right. Three very, different kinds of chicken, too. <laughs> I very Extra clearly crispy. remember. Yeah, very clearly remember when I was growing up and spent a lot of time in the States. One, one summer, there was a commercial for um, 7-Eleven on the, on, the, on the TV <laughs> where they... <laughs> Yeah, for the big girl. Yeah. There was this guy, and this guy gets out of his truck, and he's huge, really, you know, big, beefy sort of guy, a little bit of a gut going, and he goes into, he comes out of McDonald's, and he's he's got this drink, and he goes, this ain't a large. <laughs> yeah. And it, it cuts away to him coming out of 7-Eleven, and he literally has this thing, and it, it does look like he's carrying a bucket of cola. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what, 32-ounce Coke or something? It was this was a, this was sixty four. I mean, this was a real kidney. Oh my god! <laughs> we we don't and we don't mess around in portions. Yeah, he looks and he goes, "Now that's what I call a large." <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that's what I call diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, only America could come up with um, severe diabetes in five year olds, and yeah. still be the same comp, uh, country that invented uh, what is it? Uh, Anorexia. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. Anorexic. Yeah, I mean, you know, come How on. That happened? Uh, we're, we're very gluttonous people. <laughs> That's not true. Give That's me not true. <laughs> Hold on, i got to take another drink of my soda pop here. Um, uh, 64-ounce one? No, oh, no. 128. God. Just hook me up to a it's, catheter it's, and I'm good to go. It's the eye drink. So what? what's... Geeky going on with you, David. I mean, you you uh, came here to the states. You got to visit with uh, Larry, which is Guy's brother. Yep, that's right. That was fun. Um, yep. Well, the, the the main thing I did was while I was over was go and see Avatar at the, the IMAX cinema in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Well, let's talk uh, about it for a little bit. I know Guy have, yeah. hasn't seen it, so we won't give any <laughs> plot details away. Um, no. But I I have to say I went in fair with fairly low expectations. Because it, it was it was one of those things where I thought, well, there's been so much hype, 
had so much lead up. There was Avatar Day. Oh, it was horrible. These things, all that, and and I thought, you know, it can't be as good as it's being led as we're being led to believe. Uh, and and I went with Leanne, and and she had she had the same attitude. She thought, well, you know, this is the movie we've got to go and see. We won't see it in IMAX 3D. And I have to say, we were absolutely stunned by it. We thought it was incredible, not because it's the world's it's the world's best. What I've been saying to people is not the world's best movie, but I think it probably is the world's best made movie. As a realization of a director's vision of what he wanted to achieve with the story, I think you will not. I would see say in the sci-fi genre, yes. But in the sci-fi, yes, and I mean, I, and I'd be quite happy to say it's probably the best sci-fi film I've ever seen, in terms mm. of a realization of vision. The, the technical achievement is quite is literally quite amazing. Yeah, I I, st- I like uh, the first Matrix movie better. Yeah, um, yeah, They're the only one worth seeing. Well, the, the, I don't the count the is, part two and three. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because because I did have a think about that after we came out of Avatar, and I think the difference for me between the Matrix and and I had I had a very similar experience with the Matrix because I'd had none of the hype. Yep. Um, I went to see it, and I had no idea even what it was about. I just knew it was a Keanu Reeves action movie, and so I was really blown away by the Matrix. But the problem for me, I think, is with the Matrix is that some of the way some of the filming techniques it used were really weren't into the story they were just there because they were really cool and i think that was something that got taken to the nth level in the in the two sequels which was one of the reasons why they were so poor yeah but the difference between that and avatar is that there was really very few scenes in avatar where the technology was used just to show something off it was it was used most of the time just as part of the filmmaking process and for me the way the craft with the way that was done was really what blew me away about it see i don't know i don't know if form followed function or not was it there because it followed the movie or did he craft the movie around these moments so he could do that it's hard to get into a director's head um but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it did or didn't. He's been working on this for a long time, though, and you know it's the, which it's, is, it kind of goes to my point. I mean, if these these cool things that he wants to do, how does he put it in film? Well, first you start with the Ferngully script, um, and then you throw in a little Pocahontas, and then a little bit of Smurfs yeah, yeah. to go along. I think, and, I think, I think it is. I think is a little bit unfair to criticize the story like that. There's plenty of sci-fi movies. Wait a minute. What I, do you mean it's unfair to criticize? We do we, nothing but criticize Star Wars but, and and Watchmen and and then I think it's absolutely that's, that's, fair. That's, that's but that's exactly my point. I don't think most of, the, of these sorts of films are are, are given to us as, exa- as examples of you know the very best script writing and storytelling. Right. I think. Well, sorry. Let me rephrase that as the very best examples of script writing right. and writing in general. But the difference is storytelling is a different matter. The, actually, the, the sum of all of the parts of this sort of movie make the story. And I think that's what particularly works well in Avatar, even though it's a, you know, a redemption story that we've seen a hundred times. The way it's presented to us and the environment in which it's presented to us and the way, the way we get to experience that story makes, makes it very different. And I think that's why it's getting this massive traffic of business is because plenty of people go and see it, not so they can goggle at the special effects, because let's face it, Transformers had amazing special effects in it, but it was a, a pretty poor movie yep. uh, because, you know, it didn't have anything else. This, this, is, this is very different because even though the story itself can be argued to be fairly generic and there's been told before the way it's presented to you is actually very very fresh and very well crafted 
in my opinion. <laughs> it's a good movie. I really liked it. I'll get the Blu-ray version when it comes out. Probably not the 3D version. Um, no. Because it, I think I, that the 3D was actually somewhat of a distraction. Uh, did I you say IMAX 3D or normal 3D? Normal 3D. I didn't want to go. I get headaches at the IMAX. You, uh, if uh, I have well, to move my head 90 degrees just to see a freaking movie, it's too big. It, it, the, it, I guess it depends on which IMAX you go to. Some of them, I think, are bigger than others. The one I saw it at, and, and I, we also, I'm always very careful when I go see an IMAX movie so, to sit right at the back. Yeah. Because that way you can see the screen without having to... You don't, you're absolutely right. You don't want to be scanning your head around just to see what's going on. Um, so I think if you sit at the back, that's not, that's not so bad. And, and I was very impressed, actually, with the projection technology we saw there because it was, it was really good. It was very clear. Um, there was none of that fuzziness you often get with, with 3D, particularly some IMAX 3D movies in the past that have been converted to 3D. Yeah. And um, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good. And... and Despite the fact it's two and two or three quarter hours, even my wife is normally very sensitive to any problems of, uh, you know, eyesight and eye strain, that sort of thing. Didn't have a problem with it at all. Well, see, now my oldest daughter wears glasses and she can't see the screen good enough without her glasses on. So she had to put her glasses on and then these 3D glasses and it gave her a headache. Yeah. And that's the problem. They don't take into consideration uh, people like my daughter who has to wear glasses to see the freaking movie. And then yeah. you give these Tom Cruise looking glasses to her. And, oh, put these on. How? You're yeah. going to give me some Velcro to stick them to my head. Um, how about just like a welder's mask that I can plop over my head and <laughs> make a complete experience. That's, that's the problem that Hollywood just doesn't seem to get. Nobody wants to go in and put hardware on your body to enjoy a freaking movie. No, and and of course the problem with the success of Avatar. Everyone's going to do it now. Oh yeah, keep I, talking for a second. I'll be right back, guys. Okay, you can guarantee that all these studio execs have now got a real hard on for 3D, thinking that oh we'll just make a 3D movie and we'll we'll yeah. take 1.8 billion dollars in sales. I don't believe that the uh, massive sales success is down to the higher price 3D tickets. I think that's a factor, but I don't think it's the whole overall overall factor. Mm. I think the movie's just got incredible legs. It's got a lot of good buzz and. Because it's a, it's an enjoyable experience, I think people who wouldn't normally go and see a militaristic sci-fi movie are going to see it, and that's why it's doing great business. You know, they're already gearing up for, uh, or at least the rumors are, that they're already gearing up for part two. Yeah, and, and then we'll see how good Cameron really is. Because if he can pull it off again um, and and keep, keep this environment, you know, the kind of things that I'm... That I'm excited about here, you know, the, the way the story was presented. If you can do that on a regular basis, then we'll we'll know that really this is kind of a vision, and and he's delivering it well. If, if he goes kind of a Matrix way, and it just becomes all about more effects, bigger effects, better effects, then then that will be very disappointing. Okay, well, now re remembering that I have not yet seen it, um, no, did, did it really no. open itself up no. for another no. movie? No, <laughs> not at all. Not no. really, no. It so ends and that's it. Yep. Story. Yep. That's yeah. what's disappointing to me that wow, this is the biggest movie of all time now. Cash grab, let's make another one. I mean the only reason they didn't make Titanic two was duh. Well, the ship <laughs> on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh Elect Titanic, Titanic rises two, again. Um No. It, there's when I heard that they're gearing up to make another one, I was like, Oh, come on. Really? You told the story. There's a, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's a definite end. Where do you go from here? Yeah. And 
anything else beyond what they just did is just tacked on crap. And it won't live up to the original. I hope I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong. I do hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I just want to be entertained. And when I'm being entertained, I try not to be very pessimistic. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not sitting here going, oh, God, they're, you know how much money they spent for that and blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't do that. I try to immerse myself in a movie. Um, speaking of which, you know, there's a lot of superhero movies coming out. Have you guys seen the trailer for Iron Man 2 yet? Yes. Yep. Ooh. It does look pretty good. Well, let's let's talk for a minute about, you know, properties that that haven't been made. Okay. Now, you know, HBO and Showtime and and some of the other studios have been pretty good at at creating adult, you know, more adult-oriented content. And I was thinking about this, you know, there's a there's a series by Robert Kirkman called um The Walking Dead. Mm. And it's 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 a pretty good story set in like a zombie verse, mm. and I, and well, yeah, I just I think that that would be that that would be a pretty good story because we we definitely need more zombie movies. There haven't been enough of those lately. Well, yeah, but you see, the the thing is that that most of the zombie movies that come out aren't about the people that are trying to you know get from point A to point B. It's like, well, how much blood and gore can we show? You know, as as zombies are appearing out of closets and all the rest of it, and that's not really what The Walking Dead is about. It, it's it's, you know, it, it it's kind of like if you've seen uh, Dawn of the Dead, you know, if the one that they made back in the in the seventies, it was it was a movie that was more of a of a statement on society and and you know how thin the ice is between. What's a good word to say? Um, between civilization and and anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Th- and and it was less about the zombies and and more about just how quickly everything just broke down. Yeah, I don't know. I just think there's so many more worthy projects out there. I mean, I, if you want to stick with Robert Kirkman, I would say um, his Wait, other Invincible? Invincible would make a much better TV show. Yeah, but see, I mean, the greatest American would hero. also be much more expensive. Oh, we, well, we're not talking. I'm not writing the check. I don't give a shit how how expensive yeah, but, it is. Well, HBO, no. I bet HBO and Showtime do. You know how much? Uh, uh, what was it? The uh, Deadwood. You talking about Deadwood? No. Well, that was pretty expensive too. Um, well, not really. I mean, they just a dust town. Come on. Um, no, the uh, Band of Brothers cost. Oh, that was very pricey. And I think Band of Brothers, honestly, was the best thing ever produced for television. I honestly yeah, believe it's, that. It's I mean, great serial. It's ju- it's just amazing. That's the other and Blu-ray that I want to get to. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, going back to this, um, in fact, looking on the um, Wikipedia page of The Walking Dead guy, it does say here that they've uh, the AMC has commissioned a pilot of it. So it looks like it's coming. Who did? With fa- AMC. Uh, AMC and They're getting Garibald. very progressive, by the way. Yeah. Frank Darabont, who did the Shawshank Redemption and uh, the Green Mile, has has been tied to the project's writer, director, and producer. Oh. So um, that actually might be interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, just to go back to Band of Brothers, it was a fantastic show. But the good thing about it was that it was self-contained. I think a lot of these things should be much better done, being sold as a package, as a miniseries or a short series, rather than try and turn them into. You know, long term. I said that. 
Well, or going the opposite way, trying cutting too much out and just making a movie. That's what I said yeah. about Watchmen when uh, uh, when I first started doing the MyMac podcast. I was going over to Chad Perry's house to record it, and we would take uh, breaks to go outside during recording and stuff. And at the time, we knew that they were in heavy discussion to make a Watchmen movie, and I kept saying, I, I really don't want them to. I really want them to make it. Um, Either a mini six series. or an eight-part miniseries on HBO. That's the yeah. only way you can really do the Watchmen justice. Or a twelve-part, yeah. so that you're you're doing each chapter. Well, but if you read a comic book guy and you and you take out the excerpts from the the faux book and you take out the pirate story, you don't have an entire yeah, episode of comic. Yeah. So that's why I said probably six, maybe eight. Um, plus, they changed the ending dramatically, which I didn't think worked as well as it did in the comic book. Now, well, you yeah. know, let's let, we can talk about that. Um, you know, th in in the comic book, basically, it's it's just New York. Is Didn't destroyed. we? Uh, we are, we've had that show though, guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But my just, point just is, and going w with what you're saying there, David, one medium doesn't always translate well to the other. But it always seems no. like they want to either stretch it out too long. So you take this material, which has got some body, and you, and you thin it out so much, and you water it down that it doesn't have the impact, or you try to fit this big body of work into this two-hour time frame, or even a three-hour time frame, yeah. Yeah. and you just what have to cut so much of the the greasiness and the the, and the fat and the stuff that people like to chew on secretly because it tastes so good, and you, you just miss it. The gristle. The gristle. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you boil something down too far, then sometimes uh, it becomes less than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Just, just, going, I mean, just going back to the miniseries concept again, did you guys ever see The Lost Room? No. No, what is that? Oh, right. I, I strongly, strongly recommend you get hold of a copy of The Lost Room. It was a, a three-series miniseries. This is one of the ama most amazing bits of TV I've ever seen. It the was Lost Room? No, this was, uh, this was done for the Sci-Fi Channel. Hmm, um, I have to check it out. Basically, what it, the, concept, the concept was brilliant. This, um, it centers around this hotel room, this motel room, that basically got pulled out of time, and all the objects in it, um, also got pulled out of time and they, they've all acquired um, kind of different powers and what happens is this detective uh, stumbles during an investigation into, onto the key to this room and if you have the key the motel key well, any, any door you open with the key will open into this room and then you can go into the room and then come out anywhere else you want and then the room resets behind you and what happens is because he doesn't understand this his daughter gets lost in the room and uh, she kind of disappears. He's trying to get her back. And he gets drawn into this thing where there's a whole load of people who who know about this room and um, that this room exists outside time and space. And they're all trying to get control of the objects that came from the room because they all have these powers. Um, it, it it was really well... And, and it, the way it presents it is... is you know, you, you get pulled into it, and it doesn't give you all the answers. It doesn't necessarily tie up with a really neat ending, and then it just sits there, and it's three pieces of three pieces of uh, three episodes of a TV of a TV series, and that's it. And they said well, we're not going to do any more. That's kind of it now. Um, and it, and it's really a, really is a fantastic thing. I, I strongly recommend it. I'll definitely check it out. Absolutely. I mean, just I, look, I, it's not on iTunes. I, I get into. Um I don't know, moods, and I want to try different stuff. And uh, on iTunes, it's actually downloading it. Um, 
on my home computer right now. It's practice probably done, but I'm in the uh, studio, of course. But uh, I got the uh, the DVD. Well, it's not DVD because it's in iTunes, but it's uh, Stephen Fry in America, something like that. And it looked really, really interesting. Um, ha- have you seen that, David? Uh, no, I haven't. It looks really good to me. It's one of these things yeah. that you, you see a preview and you're like, you know what? That looks really interesting. And, you know, I like doing that. I like discovering these little nuggets of entertainment that no one seems to know about. And yet it's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that that's one of the things I don't want to lose sight of doing this show is if we know of something that's really good and worth looking at, I don't care if it's in a book. I don't care if it's even music and you know, whatever it is, and it's really entertaining to us, I want to share that stuff, you know? And that's why I really encourage the people listening to send us email. Let us know if there's something out there that we're missing. We want to be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> let, let us Absolutely. know about it. And so for The Lost Room, I'm definitely going to check it out because you've got my my curiosity peaked, and now I'm going to have to track it down. And if it's yeah, not it's... in a legal manner, I'm sure there's a bit torrent out there somewhere where I could find it. <laughs> I, no. I expect I expect it could be found like that if you. Uh, I looked hard to, enough, uh, huh? Do that, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, and on that on that topic, just before we start recording, we started to talk about the boys and the potential for developing that for a, um, you know, for the for the for the TV or or, or as a movie. And if, if nobody's ever read the boys, it really is a fantastic comic. Very very not for kids. No, yes, absolutely not. It's extremely um, filthy and violent. Um, and fantastic, but but it is. but it is it is quite amazing, and it even has um, it has Simon Pegg who played Scotty in in the Star Trek movie actually as one of the characters because he's a really big comic fan, and the guys who write it and draw it actually wrote to him and said we're, we're doing this comic, can we have you in it as a character? So he is there as one of the characters, and and uh, yeah, it's about this. This group of basically the the world is full of superheroes and they're all corrupt and uh, and um, some of them are under the thumb of the corporations and they're all they've all been created by this drug uh, and the boys are a group who effectively keep them in line when they get out of line which normally involves um, violently very violently beating up or killing them uh, and uh, it's a, it really is a great a great uh, comic and they the the guy who, who's the leader of the boys is one of the best characters you'll ever read. He's absolutely amazing. I kind of like the 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 new guy, Huey. Yeah, well, he's the one who Simon Pegg is the is the inspiration for. Oh, is that who? The, uh, yeah, I yeah. can see that now. Now that you say that, I totally see it. Uh, by the way, you guys might want to look. Well, at least guy, look in the Dropbox My Mac folder. That's all I'm saying on the air. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> no, I, there's so much entertainment out there. I'm I'm really into playing um, uh, a PS3 game for the last I don't know three three four weeks, probably three weeks. It's called the Saboteur. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an open world sandbox game, and uh, you're a um, I think you're I don't remember. If, I think you're Irish. You're an Irishman who's a race car driver who gets caught up in France when the Nazis invade. And uh, there's a personal revenge story aspect is, to it. Is this the one where you have to incite the resistance? And, yes. And as you do so, it turns from black and white to color. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, I, I heard about that. It it's sounds like fabulous. It's 
Yeah. yeah, when you when you first start the game, all of Paris is um, basically black and white, except for the color red, especially if it's on a Nazi flag or you see a Nazi soldier. And it's in uh, third person, so you see your whole character. And it's just fantastic. I mean, uh, you, you're a, you are a saboteur. Your, your objectives are to uh, kill and disrupt the Nazis. And it's just so much fun. I haven't yeah, had this I've seen much some YouTube videos on that. Yeah, it looks I, really great. I haven't had this much fun playing a video game in a long time. Now that, I know yeah, Uncharted Two was Game of the Year for everybody for two thousand nine, and I love Uncharted Two. Don't get me wrong, but I, man, there's something about this game that I just really, really dig. Yeah, what track? That's across, across all the platforms too. Uh, well, it's not on Wii. Oh, okay. yeah, but it's yeah, but it is on Xbox as well. Yes, it's Xbox um, 360, and I encourage everybody to go out there and buy it. Now, the studio who made it yeah. was actually closed down after they finished the game, which is that—that's happening an awful lot now. It is, isn't it? It's yeah, but trust yeah. me, you want this game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I was what attracted me to this because it, um, the visuals remind me very much of uh, of the Tarantino movie Inglorious Bastards, yes. which was fantastic. And I, the thought of being able to play a game that's kind of in that sort of uh, milieu looks very interesting. It, it's definitely and an adult what, game. <laughs> yeah, what I what I received uh, over uh, over the holidays as as a gift was um, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, nice! Um, I haven't. I haven't had a chance to start it yet, but I'm really looking forward to. You no, know, uh, I to played the that. demo and I just couldn't get into it. But at the same time, I was playing uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank and Uncharted Two, so I it just didn't fit in with yeah. what else I was doing. And now that I'm almost done with the saboteur, um, I'm trying to sp- kind of space it out a little bit. Yeah, you know what's I cool played- about the saboteur? They have these missions that you can go on. And it shows you on your map where you got to go to talk to this person and that kind of launches the next part of the storyline. But there's these little Nazi things all over the place, like guard towers and tanks parked and uh, an aircraft sitting there and stuff like that that you can go up and blow up and, and try to, you know, saboteur. And, well, does it slow them down any? Uh, no, but when you destroy something, it's gone for good. So let's say you go on this mission and your mission is to uh, – um, be a sniper and kill this guy, right? But then as soon as you shoot the guy, the alarms go off because, you know, they hear that gunshot. You can't just go in this game, by the way, blasting away. You'll get killed instantly um, because it's it's very realistic. So, yeah. so you shoot this guy and then you try to get out of there. But every time you do, there's a couple of guard towers over here and they always seem to get a beat on you. So finally you just give up and you're like, uh, I'm just not going to play it for a while. So then you come back to play the game again and instead of going back to that mission and trying it again, this time go blow up those two guard towers first. Then start the mission. The guard towers are gone now. Well, can't you go and yeah. take out the guard towers before you start? Sure, absolutely. But it's it's completely open. Um, you know, And it's not just in Paris. There's a huge area around it, the countryside. It's just so much fun. The Eiffel, you can go to the very top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, it's just, it's so fun. I mean, I, I, it's not getting hardly any play in the gaming press at all uh, because there's so many other games out there right now. And, and Mass Effect 2 just came out. So most people aren't going to get this game. 
But if you're a video game player and you have either a PS3 or an Xbox, get it. Trust me. You're, you're going to like it. Play it for two hours and you're going to be like, oh, i got to play it some more. <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's really, the script is really well written. I mean, it's very true to what it is. And it's not really too bloody or gory or anything like that when I say it's an adult game. I say it's an adult game because of the language the guy uses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you if you're killing Nazis, you've got to you've got to be a bit salty with the with the talk while you're at it. Otherwise, and he it's is. no fun. He is. Yeah. <laughs> There's nudity in the game too, but you could turn it on or off. Yeah. And and if you I turn it, I, I know what I would do. And well, here's the funny thing: is if you turn it off, your character goes, "Ah, oh, come on, put the little kitties to bed." <laughs> 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 that cracked me up. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. It's time to put the little kitties to bed. Oh, I like it. You know, video games, we talk about it here a lot, but um, I know that, Guy, you're not that big of a video game player, but that might change with the new product that Apple uh, introduced yesterday, as a matter of fact, called the iPad. Well, I, Yeah, I do play a lot of games on my iPhone. So, you know, if, if I do get an iPad, I'm, I'm sure I'll be, you know, gaming out on that. I, I could see this being... Um, because I think you have to lump the iPad and the iPhone, iPod Touch, all into the same category because it plays the same games. Um, right. Yeah. I can see well, a year or two. Now, for now, it plays the same games. I, I'm imagining there's going to be a lot of iPad exclusive content probably very soon. Probably, but I can see that this market is going to surpass Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft in in total games sold um, in a very short amount of time. You would imagine it's fairly easy if you're an established game developer for um, for the iPhone and iPod Touch to to be able to port your games and then then develop your games side by side for both platforms at the same time. So um, uh, and obviously the sales volumes and the ease of getting these things out is working very well for the publishers. Oh, they're so making seventy percent on every dollar sold. I mean, pfft. yeah. So so I can I can see it really really taking off. And I've got to admit, it's one of the first things when when I saw saw the thing being announced. I, I started thinking about some of the games I really really love um, on that larger screen. Thinking, wow, that would be great. I mean, I, I could say one thing the, right now that'll get you RTS. Yep. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's the first thing I thought about. Yep. I've got Red Alert on the iPhone. I thought, wow, we're much better on there. Could you imagine with, uh, with Warcraft that. Two on that? Oh, yeah, that would be or Starcraft I mean, I mean, I mean, Two. Oh, and, 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 and you could play them online. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, the thing has much more horsepower as well, so it will be able to to do more things from a gaming perspective. I mean, first person shooters should be a bit more of a. Uh, of, of a of a regular deal and and obviously as on a yeah, large well, screen as well the the touch controls won't get in the way of the gameplay in the way that they often do on the iPhone. Yep. Well, they they demoed uh, Nova. Yeah, but you know I don't know first person shooters uh, without physical buttons is you're you are missing something. I have Nova on the iPhone and I had a lot of fun on Christmas. Uh, my brother in law has a uh, iPhone. And we were trying to figure out which games we both had. And the two we both had, we had the the Rock Band for iPhone. And we actually played that sitting two feet apart over Bluetooth. And uh, I was amazed that it was completely synced up. So they were both playing the same song, but they were exactly on the same beat. So that was good. 
Um, and it was kind of fun, but it's still touching instead of, you know, playing a plastic guitar. Uh, but then we both had Nova. And uh, we played Nova for at least a half hour. And it was just a lot of fun. Of course, I had yeah. to stop and let him kill me a few times without making it <laughs> appear that I was letting him kill me. Because yeah. otherwise, he'd just get frustrated and go, you're too good at this stuff. Play. I can't get you. But it's like, I Tom, like I've got... Know. I've got 20 years of experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played the real Halo. This this pretend Halo is is no match for me. Come on. But no, I you know, this is going to be a big deal in video games. And uh I I think that we're at a third age of video games at this point. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I would mean, agree I, with that. I, yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. Um you know, part of part of of what's of what's kind of filled the the second generation of video games has been interactivity between different players. You know, through you know Valve or or Steam or you know Valve Steam or some of those other services, where you're not just going up against the computer, you're going up against other users in real time. Yeah, you've and, been doing that for a long time, though. Well, yeah, but that's what kind of fed the, the second the second generation of modern video games. And now we've got this. We've got these these new devices that are coming out because I, I can't imagine that Apple is going to remain, you know, all alone for very long with with this type of device. Where, no. you know, it, it's not just a question of okay, I'm going to sit down in front of my TV set and I'm going to turn it on and I'm going to make sure I'm I'm on the server and I'm going to do you know blah 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 blah. Now it's just yeah, I feel like playing a game, and then you just hit a button and you're there, and and you know it automatically connects to. You know whichever presets you had going before, and you're gaming. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people play online competition games, um, but most people don't. No. And game of the year last year wasn't you know that big of a deal on multiplayer. So yeah, I, I don't I, know what it, what it, what a device like this will do. I mean, my opinion is actually this is this has blown a major hole in the netbook market because. More people are going to go for this than than buy netbooks. Once once people do that, and I'm talking about con regular consumers here, not computer users, but just consumers. Once they start doing that, they're going to go to the app store. They're going to buy games. All of a sudden, you've got a whole group of people who've never really gamed before. Yep. Suddenly, start gaming. You, so you, all of a sudden, gaming becomes much more of a socially acceptable activity. Something well, it that already people is. Don't talk about. Yeah, it, but it already is. much more so. Even it's it's it's. I mean, it used to be in a real ghetto when we were growing up. It was a it was a real ghetto geeky thing. Oh yeah, it's you know the PlayStation. The first PlayStation did an awful lot to actually uh, take it out of that kind of preteen or teen demographic into the uh, you know the over twenties. And ever since then, you know, the PlayStation Three, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and the devices that came before it have 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 done a lot to spread it out and then the, the nintendo stuff has done an awful lot to spread it into family gaming you but know? what and you're missing david is what's what's the number one video game in the world right now uh i don't know free on windows no <laughs> it's called farmville uh so is that on facebook yeah yeah and you know who the biggest demographic of farmville is Women, moms. Yep. So what's that telling you? And if you ask them, "Are you a video gamer?" They'll be like, "No, no." But that, oh, that's wow. that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at. Once you get the devices out of 
the kids' bedrooms and the in front of the living room TV and hidden away in the office like my one is and actually sat around the living room where anybody can pick them up and use them. And you'll find those games will be moving along yep. with those devices as well. That's the only thing that I... I, I'm afraid that Apple really doesn't get about the whole Flash controversy. Um, Farmville and games like that depend on Flash. Uh, yeah, go ahead and continue amongst yourself for a second, guys. I got a okay. phone call coming in. Yeah, the thing about the thing about Flash is Flash is under a lot of pressure because it's a closed standard. It's not particularly. Uh, it doesn't perform good. particularly well. Yeah, it's not particularly good. It's very very buggy. And there are perfectly good alternatives to it in HTML5 that mean you yep. don't need to have Flash anymore. And now all of a sudden we have 75 million devices starting, plus whatever the iPad sells, a group of devices who are, who are holding a line and saying, we're not going to have Flash on here. At some yep. point, people are going to start saying, you know what, Flash isn't worth the bother. We're going to move with HTML5 instead. And then Adobe's in real trouble. Yep, I agree, but well, right be, now there's too many people. Flash yeah, but there's too many people playing games in Flash. That's a very important demographic, and that's you know married moms who, let's be honest, holds the purse strings a lot of the time. And if they could get an iPad and be able to sit in the front room and easily play Farmville rather than breaking out the laptop, they're going to do that. And yeah, I agree. It, it, it's not an option right now. I've just seen it. Just seen it in my own household. Um, I got an opportunity to migrate my, my iPhone number from uh, O2, which is the until recently was the only iPhone carrier in in the UK, back to Vodafone. And Vodafone is the one our company uses. So they bought me a new iPhone, and I've moved my number back on there. And they're picking up the tab for my mobile bill now, which is great. But that leaves me with a spare handset. Which I was going to sell uh-huh. until my wife until my wife discovered the Pebbles game on. Uh-huh. And she can't put it down. Yeah, yeah. So now she's saying, "Oh no, I'll have the iPhone." Yeah. Can uh, source out a, uh, source out a <laughs> voice what is, Dude, wel- welcome, welcome to my world. Uh, six months ago, seriously, yeah. I gave my wife the first generation iPhone, and um, she honestly at first was like, "I don't need this." Why are we going to spend an extra $20 for a data plan for this? I don't – I'm not going to browse the internet or anything with it. Six months later, that's the primary means of her getting her email. And she constantly has that phone with her playing these connect-the-dot games or these color-changing games. And she will focus on – she even plays solitaire on it. I mean, she plays on the iPhone all the time, more than I do. Of course, if I say you're a you're a game player now, she oh god no no I'm not uh, oh not me no nah, I, I don't play video games honey you're playing video games right now no this is solitaire yes on an iPhone it's a video game what do you think your Farmville think that's video games they don't <laughs> exactly. want to think of it in those terms but you're absolutely right David the wives get a hold of these things they'll find a game that they like and it's over and then they're a convert. And, and I've reached that tipping point now, where I, if I want an app for the for the phone, I don't even think about. Don't you know, I don't yep. hesitate. I just go out and buy it. Yep. I've I've got to the point. Where I think these things are even the ten dollar ones. And they're so cheap. So, they're so cheap. Why should I even worry too much about about buying it? I just don't think about it. I'm sure at some point I'm going to aggregate the bill and see I've spent like two hundred dollars on games. There was and a. That, um, <laughs> let me pull up my notes. This is something that a, um, a listener sent in on OWC Radio to me. 
Uh, let me find it. Um, and it was kind of cool because I thought, oh, here it is. Uh, a guy named Eric wrote to me and he said, um, check out tellsteve.com. And basically what the website, and it's spelled just the way it sounds, tellsteve.com, yeah. you sign up for an account. And then when you find something in the iTunes store that you like, you do that tell a friend thing and you tell Steve. And then it, it will keep kind of a an RSS feed going of the games that you want to remember with any program. It doesn't have to be a game. But it will also notify you if that game goes on sale. Oh, cool. That's very handy. Yeah. I mean, how, how many times have you seen a game and you thought, yeah, that looks kind of cool. So you buy it. And then two weeks later, they have like a weekend 99 cent sale on it. And you're like, ugh, I just spent six ninety nine for that game. Wish yeah. I'd have waited. Uh, so that's kind of a cool service. Right. I mean, I just bought a, a $10 game last week, and I've played it for five minutes so far. It's called GTA Chinatown Wars. And the problem is I've got it on the DS. Same game. Um, but I bought it again because the screen on the DS is so dim and so crappy that I wasn't enjoying it. I couldn't see what the hell was going on. But on the iPhone, boy, it's nice and bright and clean. I can see everything. Yeah, I just haven't had the time to play it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because you know that it takes more time, and usually if I'm going to play a game on the iPod, uh, I've got maybe five minutes, and I don't want to get into a real big immersive game in five minutes. I'd, I'll just no. play Battleship for five minutes, which they yeah. have, by the way. I, I one one game that's been sucking a lot of my time on the iPhone is um, Dragon's Lair. Which is another one you can play in a few oh, minutes. I can't tell you how many quarters I waste on that damn game. I know, yeah. but you know what? It's it's being as part of the iPhone where you're not actually paying every quarter every time. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. And it's so much fun. I play it. My, my seven-year-old son sits on my shoulders killing himself with laughter. Just every time Dirt gets killed, <laughs> he just thinks it's hilarious. Yep. They have Space Ace <laughs> on there too, don't they? Yeah, they do. I've not. Uh, I never played Space Ace. I, I, I played I, it a few times. It's it's still it the Don Blue. No. Yeah. No. Your sound's gone to crap, by the way, guy. Uh oh. Got a little tinny kind of far away. Check check one two check. Hey. But you know what? It, it probably doesn't make any difference, and you shouldn't worry about it too much because we're at about an hour right now. So we probably need to wrap this up. Um. So let's uh, throw out some information. Start with you guys, since your mic it sounds like it's starting to go to crap on you. Yeah. What's your uh, Twitter well, handle? I can be found on Twitter at MacParrot, Twitter slash or Twitter dot com slash MacParrot. Also at Guy at MyMac dot com. And I'm uh, Twitter dot com slash David Cohen. Dave, sorry, Twitter dot com slash David B Cohen. And uh, I am also David Cohen at MyMac dot com. And uh, you could find me at OWC Radio uh, or uh, MyMac.com is my uh, – I'm sorry, just MyMac is my Twitter handle. So uh, that's how you find us online. Of course, we'd love to hear feedback from you guys. Uh, email address is feedback at MyMac.com. One of these days we're going to have to get the uh, geekiest show ever email server thing going and just use that for the show. It would make things a lot easier, I think. But we're going to uh, wrap up the show. We will be back in a couple weeks uh, recording a live show from, well, live. This is live, but, you know, um, a live as in we're all going to be in the same room together. Uh, geekiest right, show ever. Please. Yep. GSE number 24 will come live from San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. 
Excellent. <laughs> so that's the show. We're wrapping up. See you guys later. Bye-bye.